testing, testing, one, two, three. What's up, guys? What's up? Um, once again, very odd time to uh, get on it live. It's uh, what the what's today? Today's Thursday. It's about to be Friday. It's a, it's eleven twenty p.m. where I'm at. Um, Thursday night. It's been a long week. I'm tired. Um, working late, the usual, you know. <coughs> Think um, there's a lot of allergens in the air, pollen. So it's uh, messing with my lungs. That sucks. It is what it is. What can you do? <laughs> All right. So uh, what do we have going on in the world? What's up with the MMA world? I just did a video on um, Gene LaBelle passing away. In that video, I also touched on um, Uriah Hall finally retiring, which is like, makes me feel weird. Definitely makes me feel a, a certain type of way because when... um. When Uriah Hall first hit the scene, I was like been into mixed martial arts like well before that. So it's kinda it's kinda strange to see somebody start their career like that and then watch it go all the way to the end. And I've I've done that with like already a bunch of fighters. <laughs> it's uh it's very, very strange. It makes you feel makes you feel old. Cause there's like a big chunk of your life that's just gone, you know? <clears throat> Cause like what a fighter's let's say a fighter's career spans ten years, you know, ten years, eleven years, twelve years. That's a chunk of your life, man. I mean, how many how many chunks of uh, twelve do you have in your life? You know, six, seven. All right, who do we got in the room? Let's see. One sec, guys. One sec. Got the dual screen going on right now. This setup. <clears throat> We got all right. We got a few people in the in the room. We got Cayman. What's up, Cayman? Cayman says Bone Nickel, bro. What what's up with Bone Nickel? What happened? Like I'm so out of the loop. <clears throat> like I know I know Bone Nickel is like this like um highly touted uh prospect. He's got like a deep wrestling background, like a lot of accolades and whatnot. Uh, let me let me look that up officially. I want to see. What's going on with Mr. Nickel? And there was something going on with the Contender Series, right? <clears throat> Let me see. Okay, so I'm looking at something from MMA Junkie. It says, Dana White explains why Bo Nickel was not given UFC contract after looking credible at Dana White Contender Series. Interesting. I guess this is... Let me see. This is a quote from Dana. Hold on one sec, guys. Uh, Nichols' lack of experience as a pro gave White pause when it came time to issue contracts at the end of the show. What? So this is a quote from Dana. He says, uh, he's 1-0, 2-0 now, fought a kid that was 3-0, made it look really easy. White told reporters, including uh, MMA Junkie at the post-fight news conference, <coughs> let him get one more fight and let's test him. If he gets past that with flying colors, we bring him in and we give him a fight in the UFC. Oh my God. Come on, Dana. Stop it. Let me see. Cayman says, um, Cayman says, Dana didn't give him a contract because he wants him to do another contender series event. Most peeps think Dana wants to milk him, milk his name because he's a big name in wrestling. So I got it. So got to increase the ratings. Hmm. Maybe that's what it is, dude. I don't I don't know, Cayman. What do you think about that? I did see like Ariel Hawani came out with a video. Oh, just bang the hell out of my mic. One sec. 
have to adjust my mic. Damn. Um, I saw Ariel Hawani came out with a video and he was, he was like upset and he was kind of coming at Dana White, but that's not a surprise. He's, he's always, uh, coming at, uh, Dana White. <clears throat> Those guys are never going to bury the hatchet. And that's a whole other story. That's kind of like, uh, Eric says, what's up, Eric? Yeah. He signed Greg Hardy. No problem. Hey, that's a point, bro. <laughs> that's a point. <laughs> You know, with the Greg Hardy situation, I mean, I think everybody knows that story. He got arrested for, like, domestic abuse. Uh, I don't know if he was convicted. I mean, arrested is arrested. And it goes multiple ways. Sometimes you, you could get arrested for something and be innocent. And sometimes you could be arrested for something, get off, and you're you're guilty. So, but, yeah, Greg Hardy got that little history with domestic abuse and, um, yeah, he got signed. <clears throat> kind of interesting, kind of interesting point. But uh, let me bring up Bo Nichols' wrestling accolades right now. <clears throat> I should I should have set this up where I could bring the screen on, but I don't want to do that right now. All right, so let me... So, so Bo Nickel, 26 years old, 6 foot 1. Uh, let me see. Division middleweight, <clears throat> fighting out of out of Coconut Creek, Florida, American Top Team. He is a blue belt in BJJ, NCAA Division One wrestler. <coughs> Mixed martial arts record right now two and zero. Amateur record two and zero. One knockout win, one submission win. Same thing with his pro record. Let me see what his um his stats and his accolades for wrestling. Uh, let me see. Uh, I'm trying to see his overall record, like wins and losses. <clears throat> it's not really broken down like that. Hold on one sec, guys. Bear with me. Mm. I mean, am I reading this correctly? In 2019 NCAA championships, gold at 197 pounds. Uh, 2019 Big Ten Conference, gold at 197 2019 Southern Scuffle Gold at 197. Wow, this dude's like highly decorated. 2018 Championships, NCAA Gold 184. Big Ten Conference Gold 184. Wow. Same thing with 2017. Holy shit. 2016 Silver. Holy crap. This dude is a beast wrestler. Oh, okay, yeah. All right. So I'm looking at the um <clears throat> at his stats right now. It's a lot easier to read. So in the U23 World Championships, gold, 2019 Budapest, and 92 kilograms. U.S. Nationals, 2019 Las Vegas, 92 kilograms, gold. Um, NCAA Division One. so I was just reading those off. 2019, 2018, 2017, gold. 2016, New York City, silver. In the Big Ten Championships, uh, 2019, 2018 gold, 2017 bronze, and 2016 in Iowa City gold. Holy crap. This dude is like one of the most decorated wrestlers to enter the sport. That's insane. All right, let me let me read the rest of the comments. <coughs> Kamen says, I think obviously Bo Nickel is green, but some of the fighters he signed before the main event in... Nickel is not on the level, not on the level of Bo Nickel, 100%. So I think he's trying to milk his name for the show. Mm. 
Cayman also says, but if Bo Nickel wins the next contender series fight, he'll join the UFC 100% according to Dana. Cayman says he, he does look like he could cut to 170 if he feels like it. Torrin says, what's up, gang? What's up, Big Torrin? <clears throat> Cayman says his overall record in college, I heard, was 120-3. and three. Ooh. Uh, three-time NCAA champ, too. Unbelievable. <coughs> Torrance says, I think Tony Ferguson should have chosen a better team to join. I don't think Jackson Wink suits him, a.k.a. would have been better, in my opinion. Yeah, I got some thoughts on that. Hold on one sec, guys. Let me turn the fan off because it's... um Actually, it's not that hot tonight, but uh, it's hot on my place. One second, one second. It's just that this crap makes me cough because of my asthma. <coughs> All right, I'm back. I'm back. <clears throat> yeah, so with the whole um, <clears throat> the whole Jackson Wing thing, they don't have a good rep. Um, word on the block is um, they don't really pay proper attention to the fighters, give guys uh, the proper attention. They do to like their star athletes and fighters, but it's a select few that get all the attention. That's the the word on the street, you know. So. But, you know, Tony's a big name. Tony's a legend. So, who knows? Who knows? I know uh, Cowboy had some um, serious criticisms on um, Jackson Wink, you know? He was he was complaining that they let, like, amateurs, you know, people off the street train with the pros. And that's, like, a big no-no. <clears throat> and uh, I agree with that. Because even in the small gyms that I was a part of, like, you had um, team practice, you know? At a specific time, only a select group of individuals would be able to walk in those doors and they close the doors to like, you know, the, the general public and the guys that are fighting, the guys that are, that are part of the team, you practice. So to just let, you know, <clears throat> people off the street train with these um elite pros. Yeah, that's that's not good. It's kind of dangerous. Let me uh, shut this window, man. Hold on one sec, guys. I live in a city area. These guys are always revving their engines like morons. They think it's like fast and furious out there. <coughs> Shit drives me nuts, man. <clears throat> All right, let's see. Back to the comments. Eric says, I doubt that Tony would ever train an AKA with it being Habib's Gemini. Yeah, that's true, man. That's a point. I totally forgot about that myself. That would be super awkward, right? <clears throat> Torn says, Dan Hooker talking real big, saying he would break Ferguson's face. Like, dude, when was the last time you broke someone's face? Uh, got yours broken in your last two fights, Chandler and Arnold Allen. <clears throat> Torn says, if anything, I believe Ferguson would break Hooker's face. You know, here's the thing with, um, here's the thing with, uh, Ferguson. I think, um, a lot of people are underestimating him against Hooker. You know, um, reading comments out there and stuff like that. And it's totally fine. Everybody has opinions and who knows, maybe, maybe they're right. But I personally feel like Tony's being a little bit overlooked and underestimated against Dan Hooker. I still think Tony's pretty damn dangerous. And, and that guy, he could crack, man. I feel like that's something about Tony that, that is, is overlooked like his punching power. Like that dude has a lot of knockouts. Tony's like very heavy handed. Everybody thinks of Tony as like um, a volume striker who's great at scrambles, who's great at like quirky submissions, the dart stroke being a specialty, but like not a lot of people talk about his, his knockout power, you know, uh, or his ability to hurt guys. Tony could crack, man. 
Heyman says, I think you might be right. Bo Nickel might even be more credentialed than some of the high-level wrestlers we had in the past, like Lesnar, Yoel, or Cormier. Because <clears throat> Cormier never became champ in Olympics or NCAA, but, but Nickel became three-time champ. Lesnar was only one-time NCAA champ. Well, I mean, <clears throat> guys like Cormier, like they're Olympic alternates. Um, I'm not sure about Lesnar. I don't think he was. Yoel is a silver medalist in... Um, uh, Jesus, what did did Yoel do freestyle, or was it Greco Roman? Let me let me let me look this up. I think it was freestyle. <clears throat> and the thing about Romero is, um, I kind I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you, Kim, uh, and you have a point. But the thing with Romero is, he has medaled in every international big tournament he's ever been in. <clears throat> oh, this is hilarious. So I'm looking at Yoel Romero's height listed in Wikipedia, and it's funny because they're getting more accurate. Now it says 5'10". And I remember arguing with people. They were saying that Yoel's six feet tall. I'm like, Yoel, Yoel Romero is not six feet tall. He is not six feet tall. That dude is like 5'11". <clears throat> Something like that. All right, let me see. <clears throat> so Yoel, I mean, yeah, he's meddled, if I'm not mistaken, in every... Big tournament he's ever been in. International. And in Sydney 2000, he won the silver. Freestyle. Yep, freestyle wrestling. So Yoel... <clears throat> Yoel is definitely one of the most elite, highly decorated wrestlers of all time in, in mixed martial arts. Uh, Daniel Cormier's up there. Um, as far as, like, you know, credentials and, and skill, Bo Nickel is... He's up there. He's definitely up there. You got um, Kevin Jackson from back in the day. I think Kevin Jackson was a gold medalist. That was like in the earlier UFCs. Let me just confirm that. Damn, Kevin Jackson is 57 right now. He was a beast back in the day, though. He's the one that uh, Frank Shamrock armbarred like super quick. Yeah, during his international career, Jackson became an Olympic gold medalist in 92. Two-time world champion, 91 and 95. Three-time World Cup gold medalist, 93, 95, 97, bronze and 94. I mean, I could keep going down his credentials. Kevin Jackson was a beast, but he just didn't transition to MMA uh, well. Kevin Randleman was another savage with the wrestling. Big Kev. Obviously, uh, Mark the Hammer Coleman. Mark Kerr. Mark Kerr was like... A beast, a smashing machine and wrestling, another highly credentialed guy. <clears throat> All right, let me um get back to the comments. Torrance says, call me delusional, but I think Ferguson could potentially knock out McGregor. <clears throat> I mean, everything's possible. Anything's possible, Torrin. Like, if Tony cracks McGregor flush, yeah, of course, man, of course. Kamen says, in Bellator, it was listed as 5'9 for Romero, but UFC had his six feet. <clears throat> no, nah, I don't think he's 5'9, dude. Because that would be like close to my height, and I can assure you that Yoel Romero is definitely taller than me. Um, I think Romero is like five eleven. I think five eleven is like a, a pretty solid bet. Torrance says Tony Ferguson looks shorter to 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 me. He doesn't look that much taller than Connor. I think I I mean without looking it up, I, I think Tony's like what five ten, five eleven. <clears throat> I think I said it on the um on the breakdown. They had him listed as like six feet. I'm like, nah, Tony's not six feet tall. Yeah, on Wikipedia they got him as six feet tall. I mean, I don't I don't buy that at all. 
Tony's another guy that's like 5'11". Let me look on the official UFC stats. But you can't even trust these guys either. <clears throat> because they... What's up, Material? Until says, no, I'm late. I got a little time on here, bro. Thank you for joining the live, man. Good to see you, bro. Good to see you. Um, On the U official UFC stats, they got Tony as 5'11". So it's like... <clears throat> when I do videos, like I, I try to be accurate with the information. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it's tough, guys, because there's like conflicting info, you know, all the time. Natil says, Peter Yan or Sugar, Sugar Sheezy. That's what we're going to call him, guys. Sugar Sheezy. Um, Yan or Sugar Sheezy. <clears throat> mm, I got, um, I got Peter Yan based on experience, based on <clears throat> the well-roundedness. He's just a seasoned, elite champion mixed martial artist. Um, could, could do it all pretty much, and he's super tough. But I would not count Sean O'Malley out, you know? I would I would give the fight, like, and this is crazy credit to Sugar Sheezy, Sugar Sean O'Malley. I don't know if that's going to take off, by the way, Sugar Sheezy, I hope. Um, <laughs> this is credit to Sugar Sean. 60-40 uh, Pyotr Jan, to me, to me. I think if it stays on the feet, oh, I think it's going to be competitive, guys. I think it's going to be competitive. <clears throat> Natil says, I think Sean might catch Peter Yan with something. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's what I'm saying. People get so mesmerized by the by the hair <clears throat> and the antics and the gold chain and the tattoos and the joints and the blunts and, you know, the skits. But this dude's a killer. This dude's a killer. Like... He's got some of the best stand-up in, in the UFC. Like, I, I really stand by that. He's super fluid. He's sharp. He's precise. His timing is awesome. He's just a great striker. Uh, very confident. I mean, the rest of his game needs a little bit of work. We got to see more. But <clears throat> he recently told Michael Bisping that he's going to be champ. And it's like, why not? Why not? Like, I like the confidence. You got to believe that you're going to reach the pinnacle of the sport otherwise why you're in it you know what is what is he supposed to say like oh i'm gonna be a gatekeeper i'm never gonna be champ you know i see a lot of people ripping on him but you never know i think he has potential to be champ we'll see we'll see let's see how this pure pure young fight goes <coughs> natil says who has better striking prime mcgregor or sean uh hmm uh I'm, i mean i'm gonna say Prime Connor only because Connor's fought. I feel like overall he's fought more elite competition, you know, like at a higher level and and held his own. He's definitely lost some exchanges, but he's looked spectacular in other fights. And Prime 2016 Connor 2017, right around that era when when you know when I say Prime, I, like I'm just saying like at his best. I don't think he's so much out of his prime physically, but he's lost focus. I think the money has gotten to him. He's definitely changed. Um, yeah, so, you know, when I say prime, I mean like Connor, but all pistons firing, you know, mentally and physically. That Connor was, he was something special. That dude was like really good. Um, you know, he had really fluid striking, great timing, great setups, awesome precision, <clears throat> great power. He was a sniper on the feet. Very good. Eric says they have Usman listed at six feet and he's the same height as Gaethje. Mm. <coughs> yeah, I don't think Usman's six feet either. I'm going to say Usman 5'11". What say you guys? 
We got MP. What's up, MP? If fighters were heavyweights, what fighter do you think would have Gano level power as only heavyweights have this kind of power, his kind of power? If other fighters were heavyweights, that and like a smaller person that got like big power, if they if they just ate a Mario mushroom and just got big like in Ganu, would they have this type of like power at that level? Oh, let me see. I'm trying to think of dudes that got an abundance of like knockout power. Well, I mean, okay, let's say like a real small guy, um, Davison Figueredo, Figgy. <laughs> that guy could crack. Imagine him with like his punching mechanics, how he puts everything into his shots like that, <clears throat> but just like 280 pounds. <clears throat> Justin Gates, he could hit pretty hard. Who else? Who else? Um, you know who would be crazy, but I don't know if I don't know if it would transfer to heavyweight like that if he puts on so much mass, but Jamal Hill. Jamal Hill could hit hard, man. That dude could crack. Not for nothing, so could Tiago Santos. Uh, Camus, this is an older comment. Camus says, but it's like Shane Carmen is more like 6'2". Oh, yeah, yeah. Shane Carmen is not no 6'5". They were tripping with that. Let me see. Camus says, I think, uh, I was going to call him Chudo. <laughs> Chudo Vera. I think Cheeto has tools to be champ. It's interesting how Cheeto was brought up as a stepping stone for O'Malley only to be like, Two-ish fights away from title contention. That's kind of crazy. But you know what came in? Um, I don't know how you guys feel about this. But the, the Cheeto Vera right now is way better than the Cheeto that fought Sean O'Malley. Because when I was watching that fight, my honest opinion is that O'Malley was in control of the fight. Like he had the edge in the fight. And I feel like he was in, in control of the stand-up. <clears throat> like Cheeto looked kind of uncomfortable. <clears throat> I felt like Sean was taking the fight over little by little. And then um, Cheeto kicked his leg, right? Hit him with a low calf kick, injured his leg, which was a clean win, 100%. I remember like there was like this confusion. Even I was kind of like on the fence. I was like, wait a minute, did he hurt himself? But, but upon thinking about it, I'm like, no. Cheeto Vera threw the kick. It damaged his leg, whether his leg got massively injured or not. People were calling it like a fluke injury. Because it's not supposed to happen at you know that often. It's like breaking your leg. But it's a clean win because Cheeto Vera threw the kick, which caused the damage. So if it was like a street fight to the death, O'Malley would be dead. You know? He couldn't defend himself. So Cheeto Vera legitimately won that fight. Um I'd be interested in a rematch, but I think Cheeto Vera definitely is two times the fighter now that he than he was back then. He's more seasoned. He's just better all, all over. He's more patient, you know? But yeah, it's pretty interesting. Cheeto's a savage, man. Um, he, he could be champ one day. You, yeah, you never know. He's 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 good. He's improving. He's one of the toughest guys in the sport right now, for sure. He's got, like, insane tenacity. He's developing really great fight IQ, too. <clears throat> I love his work ethic. I love how, you know, like it's funny because I like the honorable martial arts um, guys, the the guys that, you know, they're very respectful. They bow to their opponents. They show them, you know, respect, whatever. And it's like a sport to them, a competition. I like I like guys like that. Um, GSP is an example. Lyoto Machida <coughs> won the boy Thompson. But I also like the savages. <coughs> 
that view the sport as a fight. You know, they view a match as a fight. Like, they're not trying to be nice. They're not trying to be nobody's friend. They're just trying to jack you up as brutally and as quick as possible. And that's Cheeto Vera. Now, there's a place for guys like him. We need the Cheeto Veras of the world in MMA. <coughs> they make it exciting. All right, so Cheeto, <coughs> Cheeto Vera, let me see. What the hell was I even looking up? <coughs> I was looking up something with Cheeto Vera. Now I can't remember. This is what happens when you get old. It'll come back to me. Anyway. Natero says, Natero says, I just got scared. I heard thunder shit was so loud. Ooh. <clears throat> Dude, I remember like there's been instances like where there's been thunderstorms and like it feels like it's like right outside the damn window. That's happened a couple of times. <clears throat> they got massive thunderstorms down in Florida, man. It's, 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 it's fucking insane. <clears throat> just comes out of nowhere. <clears throat> Natero says, Cheeto's a beast, but I'm going to be rooting for Cruz. Yeah, I hear you, bro. So Cheeto right now, his record is 19 and 7. He's got 7 wins via knockout, 7 wins via, I mean, 8 wins via submission. That's pretty impressive. He's a finisher. <clears throat> He's got no losses via stoppage. Uh, seven losses via decision, one draw. That that's like a testament to how tough he is. <clears throat> Let's look at Dominic Cruz's record. Dominic Cruz is an OG, the Dominator. I can't believe Dom is only thirty-five. Like, I, oh no, he's thirty-seven. My bad, my bad. <clears throat> oh, he's okay. He's thirty-six. His age changes. Uh, <laughs> but it says he was born September third, nineteen eighty-five. But Cruz, let me see. Uh, his record is 24 wins, <clears throat> 3 losses. That's an incredible record. 7 wins via KO, TKO, <clears throat> 16 via uh, decision. <clears throat> That's why they, you know, people clown and cruise. They call him the, instead of the dominator, the decisionator. But Dominic Cruz is one of the, I feel like one of the best analytical minds of the sport. You know, he's, he's so knowledgeable in martial arts and MMA. And it's one of those things. It's funny. I was looking at his actual uh, BJJ ranking. It's uh, he's a blue belt, <clears throat> but it's like there's dudes that have no belt ranking that um, could grapple their asses off in their black belt level. You know, <clears throat> it's like me. I could grapple. I've grappled for years. <clears throat> I'm pretty good on the ground, but I, I don't have an official BJJ belt. <clears throat> Far from a white belt, <laughs> you know what I mean. So. Um, that's how it is sometimes. Some guys just don't want to train straight BJJ. Like they don't believe in belts and stuff like that. I'm not saying I don't believe in that, but some guys are like that and they're just as good as black belts. You know, Chris Lytle is one of those guys. Um, you guys know that I did an interview with Chris Lytle and shit. It's on the channel, but um, talking to Chris, I was even mistaken talking to him. I thought he was a black belt in BJJ. <clears throat> he corrected me. He's like, no, I don't, I don't have any belts. And you know, he went to decision decision in a submission grappling match with Jake Shields, who's a highly accomplished, legit black belt, you know, in BJJ. So clearly he's black belt level. <coughs> That's like Hamza, you know, Hamza. I'm not going to say Hamza's a black belt level in BJJ, but he's black belt in grappling. You know, he's listed as a BJJ blue belt, I think. But as far as like rooting for Cruz, man, <clears throat> Natero, um, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. 
I mean, but I like Cheeto Vera too, man. I like Cheeto Vera too. <clears throat> so it's kind of tough, but it's like, um, <clears throat> it's like, it's tough who to root for, <clears throat> you know? I like, like I said, I like Cheeto's, um, <clears throat> work ethic and, uh, he's a beast. <clears throat> Natale says, my friend is a green belt and he is a fucking beast. He's so athletic. He kicked my legs in sparring. That's crazy, man. <clears throat> what is he a green belt in, Natale? Eric, Eric says, uh, Master Doll has no belt ranking. He's an excellent grappler. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. He's, you know, I would say, I mean, compared to your average person off the street, like Master Doll is black belt level. You know, he would tap the shit out of like 99.9% .9 of people off the street, just absolutely abuse them in wrestling and grappling. Same thing with Connor, man. Any any of those high level guys, like you'd be surprised. Even Jamal Hill, like guys that guys that you wouldn't think are like grapplers, but it's like when you train at that level, when you're an elite like that, you can't. I mean, you're gonna just train a bunch of grappling. You know, it's gonna be a part of your training regimen day in and day out, unless you just straight up avoid it, and you're gonna become a pretty decent grappler um, compared to your average person off the street that doesn't train. There's like no contest whatsoever against like actual guys that are, you know, have grappling backgrounds that that's their forte. That's a different story. But Masvidal went to decision with uh, Damian Maya. Damian Maya was backpacking him <coughs> and um, he survived without getting tapped out. I mean, that's a testament to um, his savviness in grappling. And it all says jujitsu. Oh, Japanese jujitsu. He's a green belt. I wasn't aware that was a green in a BJJ. I'm pretty sure it's um the BJJ rankings. Yeah, they have no green. It's uh white, blue, uh purple, brown, and black. <clears throat> Let's see what else we got. What time is it? Oh, it's almost time to get to get off here, guys. Gotta be up early in the morning. I actually have to drive somewhere after work. <clears throat> Natil says, I seen him do like cartwheel kicks on a dude and he rocked him. <laughs> kicks like Pettis. <clears throat> MP says, do you think Stipe would be Francis nine times out of ten and say welterweight? And do you think Fury would be an easier time beating Wilder knowing that <clears throat> knowing that Francis and Wilder power wouldn't be as strong? Do I think Fury would would have an easier time beating Wilder? Knowing that Francis and Wilder power wouldn't be as strong, I think I, I think I understand what you're what you're saying, MP. But as far as like Stipe versus Francis, if it wasn't a heavyweight and it was a uh, prime versus prime, I think that's a it, it, it's a tough tough fight for both guys. Like you know, Francis of course has that crazy insane knockout power, and um, that's like the equalizer. <laughs> you know, no matter how many skills you have over francis if he just lands that you know uh, gamma punch on you like you're done so <clears throat> there's that and then you know engano has that newfound wrestling ability but i think engano has the ability to wrestle for a little bit i, I don't think he's like some kind of like um elite wrestler at this point at all i think it'll gas him out so if stipe has like a, a game plan like the first fight and his chin could take it, and he fought smart. I definitely think he could still beat Ngano. You know, prime versus prime. Stipe right now, though, I may be wrong, but I think Stipe's out of his prime. I think he's, you know, 
he's not done done. I think he's still he could still win fights, but I don't think Stipe's at his very best right now. You know, Stipe's almost 40. <clears throat> he may be like 38, 39. Uh he might even be 40, I don't know. But he's been in in a lot of wars <clears throat> and he's been knocked out cold in um, you know, recent fights, so yeah, I don't think Stipe's at his very best. I think he's uh there's something missing with Stipe at this point. But Prime versus Prime at a lighter weight class, um, yeah, he's a he's a he's a bad matchup for Francis for sure. Cause he he had a great chin, um, pretty damn solid stand up, and uh, wrestling ability, pretty durable, strong dude. <clears throat> but nine times out of ten, I don't know about nine times out of ten. I would say, like, if you take both of them at their very, very, very best against each other, um, I probably would favor Stipe, like, six times out of ten. <coughs> Natal says about his buddy also breakdances. Mm. So that's um, so that's a very athletically gifted dude. Natal says Ngano's a monster. I don't see anyone beating that dude. Yeah, he's a beast. He's very confident. You have to have a, the proper game plan against him. Until Father Time beats him and slows him down. You know, he's going to be a problem for anybody. Um, or, if, or if another monster like that comes in with uh, similar like athletic prowess and um, attributes, you're not going to see a guy like that for a while. Sirogan's <clears throat> like one of the few guys that, that is on that level kind of like physically and, <clears throat> you know, you know, gifts wise, physic, uh, physically and stuff. And, um, but it's a different style. Like, you know, maybe if Cyril Gunn kind of sat on his punches more, but that's just not his style. You know, you can't um, teach an old dog new tricks at this point. <coughs> Cyril Gunn's more of like, a, he's like a giant wonder boy. You know, he's a very flowy style. Probably hits you like at 50, 60%. Natil says thoughts on Andrew Tate. <clears throat> I don't know much about him, dude, to be honest with you. I know he was um, a kickboxer. I don't even know if he was an accomplished kickboxer. I know he has like a YouTube channel. And there was some rumors about him competing against Jake Paul. I don't know too much about him. I would have to look him up and get back to you. <clears throat> he looks like a character, though. <clears throat> All right, guys. I got to cut this one a little bit short. It's about... Uh, we got 40 minutes in. Usually, I go about an hour. I got to wake up early in the morning. I have a lot of things to do um, before I even uh, start my work day. So, um, Natero says, watch his highlights. I will, bro. I will. I'll, I'll get back to you, Natero. But, hey, guys, thanks so much for uh, joining the live. Everybody, have a nice night. Have a nice day. Um, as always, you guys are the best. Thanks for the support. And um, I'll catch you guys on the next live, all right? Later, guys.